0: you? ready to rock and roll?
1: Yeah, sounds good.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Alistair Wolcock. back to another episode of our RevOps podcast. Listen, today I'm actually really excited because I want to lean in on a basic fundamental of RevOps, and that is talking about sales enablement and our SDRs and marketing and how we actually make all of that work well together. And today I'm super excited because Maria Bros is with us. Maria joined Revenue.io recently and is actually heading up our SDR organization and has direct experience in both the enablement side, is a excellent intellect and practitioner in terms of the learning practices that make sense and the engagement practices. So Maria, super excited to have you with us here today. Welcome.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and to have a conversation with you, Alistair.
0: Absolutely. So, Maria, let's let's just dive right into this. Yeah. You know, we we often say here at Revenue IO, and certainly the research confirms this as well. When you think about people actually engaging, right? So, we think about people engaging and learning something. They literally don't remember things. In fact, 79% of everything that people learn, they forget every 30 days. You just think about that. It's amazing, isn't it? You think that almost all of what we're learning is just gone. So, you know, that's particularly impactful because of how hard it is to get sellers and buyers engaging. We know engagement's down. We know all of those other things. We train our reps. We educate our reps. We reinforce things. But they're still forgetting a ton of stuff. You've you've lived this world. How how are we solving that? What's your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. This, this question is really like the main reason why I wanted to come and work at Revenue because I was in sales enablement, I led and built the program at a company called Boomtown. Um, and the company is amazing, they're, they're doing super well, um, and they were doubling their sales team. Right at the time when I was doing enablement, so I was really in charge of onboarding. That was really my main focus. Obviously, sales enablement can ha- wears lots of different hats. They're like the superheroes of a of a company, but um, but that was what we were seeing like across the board. Where um, we would have i developed this really great content, which I thought was really great content um, for onboarding, and I'd collaborate with the sales leaders and put a ton of work and heart and like creativity in building out this program, the content, executing it all for it to really be forgotten. Right. Um, and it wasn't until like I built that close collaboration with, with the sales leaders there that was like, okay, like let's reinforce what, what we're learning. Let's get on the same page about it, that they were able to see, um, some incremental like improvements and, you know, that content being sticky. I think
0: it brings such a big point, Maria, there on the alignment piece, right? Between, you know, not just um, sales, their sales managers and all of those things, but also the marketing piece. And it reminds me of when I worked at Gartner, uh, we would often talk around, well, how do we do reinforced training with people, right? So you want to space things out. That was always number one. Number two, you do actually want to test things. Right, because testing actually allows us to see behavioral change, adoption, where somebody's struggling. Number three was, okay, I need to tie this into micro learning. Even what we are discussing already, we've thrown a ton of this audience in terms of some basic ideas, breaking it down into micro moments, micro learning is, is super important as well. Number four was micro coaching. So how can I get the leadership on board with breaking this apart? And it's funny. Before I tell you number five, everybody nods their heads on these. They mm-hmm. were goes, yeah, that makes sense. Enablement should do that, and you know, and, and that would work all day long. But number five is where everybody always had big issues, and that is, it always say, and the big one, and arguably, I would say, probably one of the most important is, are you prepared to integrate it into your reps' workday? Are you prepared to assign time? To get this done as opposed to just the novel approaches of well, we gamified something, we had a platform, we did this and that, and they can access it when they need to hit some compliance criteria. But no, literally making this scheduled activity in their work week. Um, you know, I we're we're doing aspects of this. You've come in, you've rebuilt our SDR organization, and you know, and now we got a lot, right? We're expecting a lot of the team where um, you know we're wanting more activity than ever before, but also we have a fairly sophisticated product set and a broad horizontal reach to the market, it's tricky for them and, and we're trying to train a lot. How are you dealing with it?
1: Yeah, I mean, that if I did not have the tools to be able to reinforce what we're teaching them in training and to like the data to support and like measure track like hold them accountable and hold myself accountable as well i don't know what the heck i would do right now like honestly i don't know how we would do it because i think you know i was just talking to to one of the the enterprise reps at our company about this it's like yes like this type of um economy and stuff we need to do more with less we need higher volume but usually in most companies like that's where it stops is like, all right, you guys just need to make more dials and like just put more force and, and um, effort there. But really, like where it could help is like the sales leader, if you're gonna put those expectations on, you better have the tools to help them get there efficiently. You better have the data to support the goals and that those expectations, as well as the increased coaching too. Like you're they're making more calls, they're having more conversations. You as the sales leader, like, and that's what I I think of it this way of. They're having more conversations. I need to be coaching more calls um, and getting a lot of data and insights from those those conversations they're having.
0: Absolutely, and and I think you know that's such a critical point, right? When we think about applying coaching and also when and where to engage with somebody, I think that's really important, right? Because there's is often a bit of a mantra in the industry of "we'll call at all costs," right? And don't get me wrong, there is there is absolute data that says speed to conversion average handle time all of those things need to be very fast now we know we know that to be true mm-hmm. but also we understand well, when somebody is actually likely to connect when and through what channels and all of those things and now taking our str teams and thinking through the you know the guided selling components of when and where they're outreaching mm-hmm. is is equally as important i would suggest as it is to the Hey, I'm giving you the coaching of when you get on that phone call, right? Because if I'm pounding somebody all day long and and they're never likely to engage at that point, at that point I'm a lot of noise. I'm a lot of I'm a lot of annoyance to people, right? Yeah. And I'll just give you this example. There was this uh, using some machine learning. You know, we we're able to take and, and map out how an SDR could efficiently segment a customer set, and, and in this example I'm thinking of, it was for a healthcare company wanting to sell around uh, and to cardiologists. And it was within a 40-mile radius and all of these wonderful things. And it turns out, on your know, Thursdays after 3 p.m. is when they're interested in learning about new drugs and all of those things, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there's no sense in pounding them when they're doing surgeries between 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, is there, yeah. right? If we're talking drug insights and everything yeah. else, Giving that awareness to the SDR is huge. And then they hop on the phone. Here's what you got to say. And here's how you say it to, to a cardiologist, right?
1: Yeah, that's that's a, a really, really great example of like, yes, you can set higher expectations, but how are you helping them reach those goals and reach those goals more efficiently? So you can like, yes, you can drive volume, but you're also driving the quality as well. But curious, like for that specific example, how are they able to determine that that was like the best time or um, and what sort of outcomes did they they see from that was there like an uptick in the connections or how did they measure that if you're if you're privy to that example
0: yeah a- a- absolutely so let's just go through it. how how did they get there in the first place
1: yeah yeah i'm curious about that
0: i said machine learning but what the machine learning doing was actually scraping look at previous behavioral data right so looking at previous engagement data and so you have the benchmark of not what didn't work, but you you have a baseline, right? So we're just saying, okay, well, look, there's a data model mm-hmm. that is there. Now what you do is we started literally just optimizing different levels throughout the week. Now there was some third party advice given of you know typically this is the rough orders of magnitude of schedule. But remember, we're literally breaking this down into a forty mile radius segment. So now you got to apply a geographical component into that that piece, so that that geo piece ties into the CRM system where we're pulling out who and where we're going. Once I know that, then I'm applying my benchmark of what I knew before, broad outreach across all areas of geography, so all reps. And then we looked at the behavior attributes to say, well, when did we see good engagement and uptake and communication between the buyer and the seller? In this case, a cardiologist and the SDR. And you might say, well, what's a behavior? Because it's easy to go, well, somebody connected a call. Okay, but connected a call and speaking for 20 seconds isn't really very good, right? We were looking at things greater than two minutes and trying to understand what was said within that call as well. And one of the other disciplines was the asks need to be really clear inside that call because a cardiologist is busy. They're not sure, am I here to learn about a drug or am I here to, you know, um, you know, just just be sold something. Set up a trial. You know, what, what what's it going to be, right? So, giving the rep really clear items of what the ask is of the cardiologist was key. And so, ultimately, when you think of that all scripted together, it boiled down to the three the three Bs. We enabled the SBRs to be bright, be brief, and be gone. Yeah, that's what you want. The three Bs: be bright, be brief, be gone. And so the cardiologist says, yeah, okay, that that made sense why you're calling me. Got it. You got me at the right time because the ML model told us when. Um, You you gave me the context of what you needed, and then I'm off able to do something else, which was then the follow-up and the way they went. So it's there. Um, All the results, um, I I would just say this. It's uh, a major pharmaceutical company. uh, (laughs) out of California, we'll leave, we'll leave it at that and they're doing much better. Got it, yeah.
1: got it. I've, I'm gonna steal that three Bs. I like that. Um, I've, I've never heard that before, it's new for me. But yeah, I'm with you. I think like on the other end of the phone, like the other person, now that I'm like in a, a management seat, I'll get cold calls even though I'm everyone, I'm not an, like an economic buyer or decision maker. But when I get those cold calls, I'm so interested, but I'm on the other end of the phone of like, okay, is this my doctor? Is it our childcare? Like, and I'm just wondering, who is this and why are they calling me? So I think the more quickly that we can just get to the point and know why specifically we're calling and what the ask is, the, the better the outcome of that conversation. Absolutely. So that's great that they were able to make that so clear for their SDR team.
0: Yeah. And Now, Maria, you brought up a really important point and I glossed over it. So I want to just loop back a little bit here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You said, talked about the listening and coaching of what's been happening on a call. I would say it's the role play elements, it is the critique, it's all the insights there. So conversational AI, right, is a big part of that world now today. We do that, others do it in the market and there's huge gains on that. But just recording and listening to things, that basically just causes more work on a rep. It does. And by the way, I don't, I don't really actually pay a rep for that. Do I, I pay them to convert yeah. and In the case of an SDR and do other things? Yeah. So when you think about teaching points, how do you break down teaching points? Like when you're talking to an SDR, what, what are you looking for that you think these are coachable moments that are going to shift them and make them better?
1: yeah so we've done training in our onboarding and then like we do a weekly like sharpening skills session um and one i think that's that we've come back to over and over again has been this training on like the framework of a successful cold call um even cold call or even like an inbound dial as well um but we were able to like fragment out the structure of a call and then practice like you were saying micro learning practice each little bit that could be repeatable on the same call by persona or even just like your intro of of how your intro would be for any sort of dial over and over again and so that's repeatable and um so there are certain aspects of each of those chunks of the call that i coach to for example like the intro is mostly just about tone so like that's one big piece that I have and just like how confident they are, how much they like they're calling with conviction rather than being like, Oh, is this Allister? Um, So that's one, one piece of it. Um, the second piece of it is like, acknowledging the interruption, right? We know that cold calls, whether they're researched in solid, great cold calls or not, are always going to be an interruption. So like from there, are we missing that step and just going straight into the reason for the call? Or are we being respectful of that person's time, acknowledging, hey, I get, you know, this call is unexpected. I'll be super brief. And then getting straight to the reason. Second piece, like the reason for the call. Uh, one thing that we've actually built in the tool because I was so adamant of, a, of about it was, um, if you're familiar with Samantha Samantha McKenna, she preaches something called Show Me You Know Me. Um, and that's basically just saying like, hey, you need be showing your research and why you're specifically calling this person within the first 10 seconds of a call, really, or in the first sentence of an email. And so I've built a, a keyword group in Conversation Intelligence and the tool that will surface calls that include those types of keywords of like research. So I'm able to coach those specific calls. Um, So that's one thing, too, that it's reminding, like, are they mentioning, noticed, saw that, LinkedIn, or like one of those keywords that would show that they've done their homework. And I'm I'm prioritizing coaching those calls and and giving that feedback. So they know when I put uh, a feedback of show me, you know me that, ooh, I missed the research and like sharing why I was specifically calling that person. That I think is the big one, leading with a challenge versus product or technology. And then another bit that I think is really crucial as well is like how they're pitching the next step and if they're doing it at all. So if someone doesn't admit to some sort of dissatisfaction or area of opportunity that we can help solve that we're approaching in a new way, I tell them don't, Ask for a meeting because it's not a good use of that prospect's time or their time. So that's another area that I, like, I'm really driving home with the team as well of like calls doesn't need to, the outcome doesn't necessarily need to be a meeting if it's not a good fit, right? Like we want to find prospects, like know who you're for and and who you're not for. So yes, that's another way too of just like pitching next steps is a good use of time. And if it wouldn't be a good use of their time, then don't pitch next steps.
0: Yeah. I, so, I, I think it's fantastic. You reminded me of, you know, I'm a data guy, right? So I'm going to drop some more numbers here. Yeah. But when you think of customer engagement, there are three attributes that really improve the likelihood of success of a conversation. And we, we know this from buyer behavior studies that Gartner's done, Forrest has done, places like that. And, you know, and a, a, number one, a SDRs and a rep's ability to simply have some form of basic subject matter expertise, right? Don't be the in all engineer. We're not trying to be that. But I think this goes to your first point of that initial confidence. Hey, I'm Alistair, and here's what it is, and you know this is what this means, right? And 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 I think a little bit of excitement there as well, right? But that that first piece is there. That's a 5.6 percent lift in customer engagement simply by them having good situational knowledge of what it is they're actually talking about to an extent. Yeah. Number two is and and you nailed this, are they aligning to a customer problem in some way? That could be an industry insight. It's the, and I love how you said it, show me you know me. Right? Um if, if you can't tie that in, why would I listen to you? You may as well just have a robodial call asking me for the latest fundraiser and I'll Tell you, no, go away, right? Like it's that, that, that is really key. So, situational awareness around me as a buyer, my problems, or my industry
1: Mm -hmm. is really
0: important as well. And, and I think people get this confused by the way, in that they often think of a problem um, and say, well, you know, we, uh, uh, we don't know that customer's problem yet. So, I haven't spoken to them. True, but you know, things that are happening with the industry. And to your point, if you've tied in third-party research and assets, the LinkedIn and all those things, you're gonna have a general sense of what's going on. So that's a 5.2% lift. And then number three is the use of CAI. Conversational AI, absolutely in pre and post-call planning and prepping, as you said, from a training enablement perspective, that improves customer engagement a whopping 17%. You add that all up, that's a 27.8% lift on customer engagement. It's it's massive in in terms of what happens there. Um, But we go back to, I, I feel for an average SDR because they get pummeled by a bunch of marketing stuff coming in. We hit them on speed or follow up. And then we go and do a bunch of volume. So how, you know, you gotta give them the space and time to actually be better at engaging a customer because I don't know about you, but I'd rather take half the volume and you know, a 2X lift on my engagement any day. So it'll lower my cost of sales massively. But but your experience on any of that?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that is is really paramount. I think it all starts in onboarding and on in training. And most of us are super jazzed about the product and the technology and the features and like that's why we come and we work. Like that's why I came to one of the reasons why I came to revenue was like I loved moments like that, that feature and there was nothing like it that I've seen. And so I was really excited to come here and sell that, but I have to like take a step back and realize, okay, like my prospects, like the, they don't care necessarily about a feature. So anyway, so I think it all starts in onboarding and then really focusing on like persona based challenges. What are the triggers that you can identify that could really shine light on maybe a problem that the prospect might not know that they have. and like really clearly like maybe sales enablement or sales leaders working together and or marketing as well to like define what those triggers are for outreach of hey if if you see this like for example they're hiring or they got a round of funding or there's a million different triggers that could possibly be it in your research Um, but really streamlining like that sort of research prior to outreach pairing that to a problem that your solution helps solve and, and going from there I think that makes it really efficient I used to spend a lot of time when I was a rep, just like researching, I felt like I needed to know everything about them before I picked up the phone. So I think the more that leadership can come together and like make that as efficient as possible and connect the dots for them, the easier it will make volume wise. And, and for example, like to talk products like a little bit and guided selling with us, we have persona based sequences. So our reps can like just batch call the same type of personas and feel really confident about that through the dialer. And it just becomes, lets them become really efficient and volume wise while not neglecting that personalization. And when I say personalization, I guess I mean more so relevance, right? Because we're talking about persona based challenges.
0: So I think if I if I attempt to paraphrase that, <laughs> um, which is exactly correct, Maria, what you said, right? We need to train pre and post, right? The training side using CAI is, is, is super critical, right? And not just train for the sake of goods and bads, but behavior reinforcement. When you can, because nobody loves to be told what they're doing well or, you know, what they're not doing well, largely speaking. But when you can reinforce certain context and contextualization of things, that that's really good. Then we look at it in terms of, you know, um, Understand who you're talking to. So we're going to train. We're going to understand who. So that's the research side. But but time is our enemy there. So the ability to surface up research and insights and context of, in a personalized way to the SDR is huge. So that's where marketing is right. feeding into a system. Here's what that buyer is engaged with. Here's where they're from. This is what's happening on their, their outbound world. And you were giving them this like bite-sized quick thing I can understand in minutes, not 30 minutes of digesting, but in minutes, understand, ah, I got enough there to, to talk with Marie on, okay? And then number three is engage, engage, engage. And I think this is actually the scariest part of all. I, 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 it sounds funny, but I really do believe it's scary for people when they, especially in SDR, they're new in their career early on, Talking to buyers is intimidating. I don't care who you are. It's scary when you're first getting going at it, right? And so now I'm in that, that engagement side. That's 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 the moments piece, right? How do I help that person in that conversation? Because you never know what that person's going to throw at you.
1: That's I told you I'm really excited about moments. So you can hear my dog in the background. He's really excited about it too. Um, <laughs> you could sell. But um, that's how like, for example, we've onboarded four new SDRs since I've been here in, in April. And I've been really confident in, in getting them up to speed, like making dials the first week, because I want them learning by doing as adults learn, you know, not just PowerPointing them to death. So they're they're on the phones the first week, and I can help them to feel comfortable for a number of different ways, because call reluctance is, is huge. I was always really scared to pick up the phone of like, what does this executive have to learn from me? I'm 23. And I was just in college a couple months ago. But what we're able to do with moments is like reminding new reps of of those different talking points of good questions to ask that follow up on their training, like one of our our newer reps, Molly, for example, she's, she's opened up a number of conversations, and she's worked really hard. And she's got a great skill set, great personality, like she's, she's awesome overall, but that paired with technology, like moments, she's unstoppable i mean she's having a lot of great conversations just a few months out of college which with executives which is which is really really um exciting for me to see and it doesn't seem as though she's has any sort of problem picking up the phone she's excited to do that so it, it makes me happy to see
0: excellent well maria we unfortunately are out of time i could go on all day on this with you um, we'd we'll yeah. love to have you back we'll talk some more and i think Maybe dive even deeper on the marketing and sales coordination side of this. Um, so I think that's a big piece we need to explore as well for the audience. But absolutely brilliant SDR and enablement insights today, Maria. Um, can't thank you enough for doing this. Um, final word is yours in terms of recap. This what are the what are the top things? If you if you want to give like the top three things you want people to go do now, what do you want them to do?
1: To do. Um- I think that one of the main things that I want to encourage any listeners to be thinking about that well-meaning sales leaders, enablement, ravox and marketing across the board, like go-to-market leaders, they want to train, they want to uh, enable their sales reps. Great. They have great guidance, great feedback to do that. But I think that the main takeaway for me is like, let's think about like when you're planning out the content and the delivery, let's pair that also too with like you're saying, how do we how do we incorporate that into the reps day so that it's reinforced and that it's not just forgotten all that time and effort. Um, and I think that would be my, my main takeaway for today and, and just make it all very, very clear for your reps. Right. Um, I think that in, in times of like chaos, bringing about some, some clarity is, is extremely helpful uh, around expectations.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Maria. Absolutely a pleasure having you. For all of the listeners, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. And then please send us in any questions, follow up. And uh, if you ever want to chat with Maria and dive in even deeper into her tremendous knowledge on enablement and SDR training, do reach out. We'll talk to you all on the next episode. Maria, thank you again.
1: Thanks, Alex.